big rocks and all that sort of thing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Mick Wall podcast starring the one and only he, girls he's here yeah Johnny Hotton yeah how good are you John af- good afternoon everyone yes yes so John uh, following uh following uh the intense debate you kicked <laughs> off on GB news I mean it's a firestorm it's the only way you can describe it who knew there'd be so much controversy around the daily bottom the girls? Daily Express has come out saying woke Britain has gone insane. Well, you know, I write for the Sunday. I Express. do. Know. I'm just. I lay the pass on. You put it in the back of the net. That's how this relationship works. As the acting chairman of the anti woke brigade, yeah. Oxfordshire branch. Yeah. Um, I am a writer for the well. When I say a writer, more of a portraitist. Yeah, sketcher. Yeah, yeah, life sketches. Yeah, like when Miles Davis would do a, a <laughs> jazzy sketch of a well-known number. Yeah, I riff yeah. on it. Yeah, I riff on yeah. it. Yeah, that's and what I, the, that's what the readers <laughs> of the Sunday Express really want is a kind of Kerouac-style exploration of. Where writing can go that, on yeah. a Sunday morning, a Sunday morning in the review section yeah. when you've just read your, you know, this it's, is anti woke madness for <laughs> twenty six pages, <laughs> and you, you come and to then, me. Is that is the Sunday Express the one that did the the World War Two bomber found on the moon? No, is that no? Is that, that was God. What was that paper called? The Daily Sport. The Daily Sport. Yeah. That's it, yeah. See now that was a paper. Yeah. See, they should free bring that bacon back. sandwich with everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, mate. Yeah. Right. So on today's very special edition of the show, we're going to have a, a look at the world of, if you will, rockumentary. Oh, very good. Um, because there are two. Now I was going to say new. One of them is very old, but it's only just going to be uh, available to view for the first time. And another one is 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 brand new, but is based on the eighties. So, the, the so it's like it's like a kind of philosophical question: which one is old and which one is new? Exactly. Is it John. the new one that's you haven't seen because it's old, or is it the one about old times that's new? You see now, which one's newer? Mick? The the see these are the questions yeah. we're here to tackle exactly, on yeah. this pod. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, you know, many of our readers are doctors of philosophy. I, I <laughs> have are. discovered. Yeah, uh, certainly. Well, their interpretation of the word, perhaps. Well, there you are. You know, Axel's interpretation of the word, perhaps. What the song he he wrote about me? Yeah, possibly the new one. He, well, yeah. again, again, again new, we're constantly having this old, debate. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's the nature of, of rock. Of this life. is where we are yeah. in the sort of first quarter of the 21st yeah. century. Yeah. We've only got to wait another 10 years. We'll have AI. Uh, there'll be two AIs, you and me, doing a, yeah. an AI. But hopefully pod. our consciousness will have been uploaded into the AI. Yes. And we just then live forever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It'd be great. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so, uh, the new, new documentary, as in it's only just been made and released, but deals with the long ago. It's called, right. it's a brilliant title. Actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's called I Wanna Rock. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s right. metal dream. Have you heard yeah. about this well, one, that's, John? I, okay. I, I, well, only because you told me about it. I have <laughs> otherwise heard about it, no. Oh, I don't go around. Talk, everybody's think, talking about it. That's the first thing it. I think in the morning. Oh, I wonder if there's a new documentary about the 1980s heavy metal scene out today. Well, one of our readers yeah. uh, from that fair isle across the ocean... The Forty Shades of Green. Kells. Have written in. One of our readers uh, wrote in to let me know about this mm. because he said, I'm in it. Ah, uh, you see. I'm in it. I'm like, what do you mean I'm in it? I mean, I know I do some dodgy stuff, but yeah. surely I'd remember. Yeah. No, what it is is, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, back in the 80s, I used to do a... A weekly <laughs> oh, we TV you show on Sky. Did you? Yeah, called the Monsters of yeah, Rock. Before it was actually called Sky. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? We've d- no, it was always called Sky. It was no. called like Sky Tracks, Sky Train. See, it was called lots of things. It's called yeah, B was, Sky B. No, no, that was a that was no, no, no. There was <laughs> B something B. BSB, which was the rival to Sky, right. and a bit like VHS and um, Betamax. BSB or whatever the fuck they were, uh, they were like the Betamax. They had it all going on, but no one watched them. Yeah. Sky was like the VHS. Sky hired Mick Wall. I came Hence, in. they became the VHS big. of satellite broadcasters. <laughs> Very successful. Yeah. Very happily yeah. successful. That's yeah. what VHS stands for, yeah. John. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, I clicked on what he'd sent me. Sure enough, it was your old meat, yeah. Mickey Wall, as a kid. As if, it, yeah, when you were the kid. When I was I the remember kid. when you were the kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Leather jacket. Yeah, mullet. Disgusting t-shirt. Yeah. Sick on it. Yeah. Now, when you and say a, mullet, a, what do you mean? cocky is... attitude. Oh, no. Yeah. Cheeky. Cheeky. Yeah, no. Cheeky, come hither. Yeah. <laughs> A, I would describe it very much as a cocky attitude. No, cool. The kid at the back of the bus, that's wow. what you Well, yeah, this has a certain charm. Yeah. You know, like you've heard of the crafty cockney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you... I was the cheeky, the cheeky sex object. Uh, <laughs> so this anyway. There's a, a, yeah. As a this clip is... of your old me. No mullets. Hang on, this is, this is driving me. So you're fucking... Yeah, yeah it's yeah, driving me... Fu- Granddad, turn the fucking phone off. Carry on. Oh, carry on. Okay. As in the words of Bohemian Rhapsody, carry on. In the words of fat-bottomed girls, you were such a huge big fanny. <laughs> I like to shag my nanny. One day she said, come on, boy, climb aboard. Uh. 
I said, you must be feckin' joking. She said, you're the one poking. I said, fat bottom girl, you make the rocking world go round. Yeah, as Eamon Holmes rightly said, those <laughs> lyrics are disgusting. Well, obviously they didn't make the final mix. <laughs> but live, live, that's live, always... Live, they go down a storm. They get the crowd singing along. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I click on the link and... Low and behind. behind. Knock me down with a feather. There's my very good self. Yeah. On the set of the Monsters of Rock show, the show I used to present. I may have mentioned. And the guests are Poison. Oh. Brett and Cece. Excellent. And of course, it's their first album, so they're like they're like puppies. Yeah. And Brett was super like that, wasn't he? But Cece was also kind of I'm Cece. Yeah. Because that's his real name. Yeah, because he'd just seen off Slash, hadn't he? Because Slash went for the gig in Poison. He didn't get and it. CC saw him off. And not only did CC see him off. Yeah. Not only did CC see yeah. Slash yeah. off. Like Slash off yeah. Slash. Yeah. I'm CC. Num- see what I mean? I'm the number one around I am CC. I'm the Desperado. See this? I'm CC. Yeah. Um, and not only did he do that, he he stole Slash's top hat. He did. So he'd done all those things by now, and they made an album famously for about twenty thousand dollars or something. One of the greatest albums and of the eighties. Sold bazillions. And it was when they were managed by You're all me, Rod Smallwood. Bloody hell, they'll never be as good as me. <laughs> Yeah. And he was proved right. They never <laughs> last as long as Maiden. I think he was right about that. Yeah, but they were fun. I loved that first yeah. album. Yeah, what were the songs on it again? Uh, Talk Dirty to Me. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I, I, I Want to Rock. No, I think you're... Oh, that could be where the... Yeah. Wasn't no, that... that was Twisted Sister. Oh, yeah. I want to rock. I want to rock. Oh. Yeah. What was the sister. poison one? I want to... I won't forget you, babe. I won't forget you. Remember that one? No. Oh, fuck off. That was the... No. Get the fuck. Okay, I'm going to have to remind you. But So there was a clip of your old meat, me, back when I was young and fluffy. (laughs) And, you know, my bottom wasn't fat yet. Um... In fact, it never was. Uh, I seem to be just talking to myself here, John. Well, do, do, because jump you, in you, at any moment. Yeah, because you're struggling. What what readers he is trying to do here we go. is here we find go. this song on his go. phone and speak at the same time, which he's incapable of. Don't tell me you don't know this. There's CC. Slash couldn't do that, mate. Nah, dream on, Slash. Yeah. Ricky Rocket. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, that is the sound of the 80s, mate. When I look back, I remember some words (laughs) you said to me. It's better to have lost at love than never to have loved at all. I won't forget you. See, see yeah, I, I do remember that song. I just 
didn't get it from the, the song that you sang before. Oh, I, was, I was referring to the yeah. original demo. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. Yeah, you know, clearly. If, you, if you know, you know. You know yeah. But that stuff about, um, you know, it's better to have lost at, lo- lost at love than never to have loved at all. You know, I'd never heard that before. Meaningful. I'd never heard yeah. that before. See, that's deep. Yeah. People would say of Poison. They're deep. Well, you know, you think of the... I mean, also in the band who we've not really discussed, Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket, well on known, uh, and on, on bass, Bobby Dahl. Bobby Dahl, who got didn't he? Bobby Dahl got chucked out or left because he refused Ricky, to dye his hair blonde. No, because Ricky Rocket or someone had an affair with his girlfriend. That's right, isn't it? I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, something. You like see, that. that's a, see, it might I, not have been Ricky Rocket. It might have been someone else. Might not have been. Um... <laughs> No, but Bobby, you see, was always the mysterious one because the rest were all blonde. They were all out knocking his girlfriend off. <laughs> the rest were all naturally blonde. Yeah. And hey, Bobby- guy, you used to come to the studio. Hey, guys, has anyone seen Jeannie? Oh, no, well, I haven't seen her, mate. Yeah. No, she's with Maybe that she's blonde the, guy. Be, I think she was going that way to the canteen. I think. Yeah. With that blonde she's guy. She's just gone down the Seven Eleven. Quick, quick. With that put blonde your, guy. Ricky, put your trousers on. Yeah, that blonde guy. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, they went down the doodah with yeah, the blonde don't know what guy. Doing. Hey, so Bobby, yeah, because wasn't he supposed to be the leader of the band? Was he? I don't <laughs> it was know. Brett, wasn't it? Brett was always the leader of the gang. Well, yes, but you know, in Bobby's mind, yeah, maybe he was the leader mind. of the. Brett was the leader of the gang. Yeah, Bobby was the leader of the band. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was the only one who didn't have blonde hair. Yeah, he had jet black hair. Yeah, which is kind of cool. natural. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah, I suppose it made yeah. him stick out. Though, yeah, in Poison. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they say the musical genius of Poison was C.C. DeVille. Of course. Well, I mean, they say. There is no they say about it, is <laughs> oh, there? Oh, what oh. happened when C.C. left? Uh-uh. Down, and they got Richie Cotson, who's, you know, I'm sure an excellent guitarist, but it was like when, yeah. uh, you know... It was it, like the cover It was like when old Cov got um, Steve Vai. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was... Well, I suppose, yeah, because Cotson was, was very technically... You know, He'd had John Sykes, who'd done the proper Led Zeppelin impersonation on 1987. Inspiration. He yeah. was channeling. And then, you get, and then you get, hang on, you've got Steve Vai. Yeah. Who's just made, you know, just the, yeah. all the guitarists in the world go yeah. on about him doing this, that and the other. And I'd, I saw Steve Vai with Dave Lee Roth, and he was brilliant with Dave Lee Roth. Mm. But because he's knocking off Eddie Van Halen, you know, I mean... Old Cuff's not going to get Eddie Van Halen. Well, it's like it? you always say, John. You've always said this to me. You know, Steve I is horribly overrated, yes. and you wouldn't piss on him if he was yeah. light in the gutter. Whereas I have always said, no, I strongly disagree. I, yeah. I think you're talking about yeah, true gifted. Because I think you were going around crawling around <laughs> LA with David, <laughs> telling him how brilliant he was. And no, how if you could no. just speak into this microphone, David, for a little <laughs> bit longer so I can sell it all around the world. Hey, I wish I'd recorded the interview, the famous one that lasted for 12 hours, and you wouldn't let me record. Oh, DLR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, there I am, like a, like a spring lamb. A spring chicken. <laughs> 
Back when I was a spring chicken. Yeah. And they were even springier and more yeah. chicken-like. And you la- know. more lamb-like. Because they, they were like they enthusiastic, were. bleating. When they you were. see a lamb bouncing after its yeah, mother. exactly. That's what poison were like, bouncing after the money. They were. And, and it made it fun. Yeah. Because they weren't all hung up on all this new albums about yeah. my attempted suicide. Yeah, I'll tell you what was good. It was the first time I stayed in the riot house, oh. the Hyatt on Sunset. Oh, yeah. As I made my great... It still was, in your day, yeah, it still was the riot it house. It still was the riot house. And as I made my grand entrance from the lift into the lobby, to be met by... You remember that you used to have a glass front? Yeah. You know, like where the um, revolving doors were. To be met by... You know, uh, uh, without exaggerating, hundreds of women pressed yeah. up against the glass and screaming. And I thought, well, at, at you. well I was just thinking, yeah, normal. You, just you know, thought, they've well, got, you know. heard I'm in town. Yeah. You know, you can't blame yeah. them. And then sort of had a look around. It's discovered. hormonal. Yeah. You can't blame them. Yeah, had a had a quick look around, discovered that yeah, poison were in the lobby. Oh, and that in fact the screams might, and I say might, because I'm still not sure to this day but might have been directed to them as well as at me. Do you know, I, I, had a, I honestly did have a very similar experience at the riot house <laughs> with Slash. Right. He was staying there, and I was staying across the street at the Mondrian, yeah. which was a bit more upscale. It was. The Mondrian's very nice. Because they weren't quite big hits yet. And... Um, <laughs> So you were. That's you see, were, I, I was. Slash was at the right house. You were at the Mondrian. Yes. Yeah. Proper pecking order. Exactly. So I actually went over the literally crossed the street, the boulevard, to go get him, um, to bring him back. Hold his, his hand to, across the road. Well, because I've got the expense account. He's got yeah. no money. Yeah. And um, so we're walking across and holding uh, hands, and I can hear like a. Did be, you say because you know Sunday Boulevard's really. You, know, <laughs> you can't walk across. You've as, got to run. As, as Martin Amis said, amazingly in money, when he go, when John Self's in LA trying to cross the road, guy goes to him, "Hey, buddy, if you want to be on the other side of the road, you've got to be born there." <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what trying to cross Sunset Boulevard or Hollywood Boulevard. Well, you'd know more Any about that, speaking. obviously. I was more a Hollywood Bo- Boulevard well, that's type what, guy. That, that was Boys Town, yeah. wasn't it? So <laughs> I, I see. You I think you'll find there. that was Star Town. Oh, was yeah. it? As I so, was coming out of the Hollywood Roosevelt, which was my hotel of choice. Oh, yeah, I know that yeah, one. That, yeah. Wasn't that all where the hookers used to <laughs> no, do their, no. ply their tray? I think you The lovely f- ladies no. of the night. No. That was the Tropicana. Oh, <laughs> the Tropicana. <Yeah. laughs> so, um, there's, a, I can, there's some sort of commotion, you know, but it's behind you and yeah. you're focusing on him. And get a, long story short, we get across the road and as the sun would have put it back in the day, there were a bevy of lovelies. <laughs> no, no, a bevy of bikini-clad wow. lovelies. Yeah. I went, look at that. He goes, oh, man, they've been following me around all day. <laughs> I went, what? So we go into Montreal, and on the first floor or somewhere, there's a bar by the pool. We go in there to do the interview, and suddenly all, all these bikini-clad lovelies, who all looked about 18 or something, they're all there, but it's like it's like we're sitting in this bar, then there's a, a, a big wall, a big glass wall. There is doors and windows, yeah. but they're stood right there so they can just stand with their bodies against them, <laughs> pound the glass. Yeah. Go, Mick, Mick. 
We who's used, that weird we guy you're with we, me? We used to love Slash, but now we love Mick Wall from Sky. There you go. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, several of them were interviewed on this documentary, I yeah, understand. Yes, that's right. They testified so, yes, to yes. my allure. Yes. Um, and I said, uh, I'm like, Slash, you know, what do they want? He goes, oh, I don't know, an autograph? <laughs> He was so you were so naive in those days. What do they want? <laughs> well, I didn't really mean. I, I kind of knew what they wanted. Yeah. What I meant was, how can we get rid of them? Yeah, what yeah. can you? Can is there anything you can give them to so make them go? Ladies, away? what can I do for you? <laughs> so you should walk over there. <laughs> so how do we make this work? Well, he ended up signing their breasts and right, tummies yeah. and. You know, still couldn't get. I said, "Do you want mine too?" Yeah. No, apparently not. No, no. weird. No. So if you could just um, sign this restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Years later, yeah. I mean, I wrote that up in the story at the time. This is eighty-eight, and uh, years later, twenty-five years, thirty years later, longer, I'm writing a book about Guns and Roses, and I recount this story, and the lawyers came in and said, "You can't do that." I'm like. What do you mean? He, yeah. he would sign girls' breasts 50 times yeah. a day. This is yeah. LA in 88. He's really got a girl's breast out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a pen in... See, he A pen in one hand, yeah. a breast in the other, yeah. top hat at a yeah. jaunty angle, yeah. cowboy boots yeah. over there where he's taken them off. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, so anyway, I, I, I clicked on this link and there I was. Yeah. I said to myself two things. Yeah, I said, that's me. Uh, the way we were, you know. Yeah. Um, I said two things to myself. Number one was, I wonder if I'm in any of any 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 other bits. Yeah, because that, yeah. Maybe they've just bought up the old Sky archive. Well, maybe, yeah. but um, I never had a contract with Sky. I never had anything in writing. Um, so as far as I can tell, that's my property. Yeah, yes. You see, John? Yes. Now, if you could get your lawyer to well, to think, sort out Axel. Yeah, so say so you should pursue Axel first. Pursue Axel first? Well, I don't, I mean, have the makers of I Want to Rock got as much money as Axel Rose? Do you think? I think it's called I Wanna. I Wanna Rock. I Wanna yeah. Rock. Yeah. Do they have as much money as Axl Rose? Yeah. Well, there's only one way to find <laughs> yeah. out, baby. They will be finding out. Yeah. You will be yeah. ascertaining yeah. the contents of their bank account. Yeah, when I go for in... For misuse of your image. Your image true. rights. What are your image rights worth these days? Well, you a know, fucking a lot. big number. Yeah, big, a num- big number. Big, big number. <laughs> Did you watch that... Um, Televised version of money that they reshowed recently. I did, yeah, yeah. Really funny. It was all. It's just. It's very not difficult. as good as the book. No, because yeah. yeah. But I love that right. bit uh, in the first episode where he goes in to do the pitch, and and he throws back a lot because he's because he's slept for about twenty yeah. hours and he's missed the <laughs> breakfast meeting and the driver that yeah. was going to take him to the big important is gone, so he gets a cab. He's pouring with sweat as he walks in. He grabs. He sees a glass of whiskey. Chucks it back. And he goes in, and there's these three like stone-faced mm. investors. So then he lights a cigarette, um, which even back then in LA, you know, lighting a cigarette was kind of like, oh, mm, I yeah. see, yeah. And he goes, "My name's John Self, and 
I forget what the next bit was, but he says, I'm here to make a film. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. And it's a, it's a family-oriented film. There's a dad, a wife, or a mum, a dad, a child. And a big bag of heroin. And you see one of the other producers yeah. go, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts them coming out of the meeting and the other guy's like, you're a genius. You did it, you did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what are we on about here? So, um, so that, that, yeah, yeah. So, do we recommend I mean, this documentary? I don't know. I recommend, uh, I find it hard to, I, I think, Someone who wrote it into you on their parents' stationery or however the a, missives a, a come reader, into this regular, show, regular reader, yeah, um, said that actually it was a very sad film, didn't they? Oh, I, yeah. In seriousness, they said, and I actually, Bleak. to you know, to be serious for a very brief moment, oh, yes, please, I do concur with that because when you look at the, and we've said before on this podcast, when you look at the histories of. You know, Axel of Nikki Six of lots of those guys. They had very fractured, disturbed upbringings, and that kind of created the wildness that was going about, the nihilism and the. But isn't that you know, the case with not just LA in the eighties? But I mean, oh, anyway, yeah. But I mean, that's what this film is. If the film is identifying that as a significant factor in what happened. I would agree with it. That's what I would say. Oh. So no. what you're saying is, is you, you were very depressed in the 80s. No. Are you saying no. you felt bleak? No. Did you feel bleak, John, no. as you walked into the riot yes, house yes, I, and a I bevy walked, of no, no, no. bikini-crag Yeah, as I walked into the Mondrian from my suite to the pool. Well, you know. Thinking, this is the life. Yeah. Ross Halfin, a photographer... One or two people. Well, the, the Orange Goblin. Yes. Once referred to. Uh, yeah. Back in the 80s, yeah. he and I did a lot of work together in LA. And, um, oh my God. I remember we were supposed to go and play tennis one morning. And I didn't get back to the hotel till about 6 a.m. Funnily enough, I'd been out with me old meat, Rod Smallwood. Yeah. He used to own Jimmy Cagney's old Yes, house. he did, yes. Um, Oh, well, you know, you can imagine if we'd been up all night yeah. what we were doing. Yeah, chat chatting through the new Iron Maiden I am <laughs> tour schedule or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Nick, do you think do you think it makes sense to go from Budapest straight through to Vienna or would you uh 
would you go the other way and go well, that's into an Spain? That's an interesting yeah. philosophical question, yeah. Rod. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let me just... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, Rod. What do yeah. you think? You know. Yeah. So I got back to the hotel completely wasted, twisted beyond belief. Yeah. I thought, there's no way I'm going to go and play fucking tennis. So, <laughs> so, so I wrote Ross a note because no, there's no internet. So you go to the desk at like six in the morning you know, looking like the walking dead. You say, can I, I've got a bit of notepad. So I wrote this thing. And I asked him to put it under his door. Yeah. So they did. He had it laminated. <laughs> he had it laminated and he kept it for years and he would yeah. show people as I was being introduced. Yeah, to yeah. And it was like, Ross, underlined, you know, <laughs> can't do tennis. <laughs> was with Rod. And then in big letters, unavoidable. (laughs) (laughs) Plus extra thoughts and PS and, you know, like, yeah. 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 So that was, I suppose that that could have been seen as To take it it back to money, I mean, that was the great humiliation of John Self, isn't it? When he has to play tennis against his (laughs) producer, Fielding Goodney. Yeah, and come, oh, Amos comes out with a great line of you know when when British people <laughs> say they can play tennis, yeah, they don't mean what American people mean when they say they can play tennis. And what yeah. they mean is they, they can, can play yeah, tennis. Yeah, yeah. You see these balls yeah. but what whizzing you have to know, past him. This is the thing that you have to know about money that makes it twenty times funnier. Whether you're watching the BBC production of it or whether you're reading the book, which I recommend, is that the the book is about as Amos once said, a fat bloke making a film, which is what it's about. But it's based on Amos's own experience of scripting a film called Saturn 3 that was actually on TV not so long ago, which is this terrible Does he sci-fi. Get a credit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote the script. He wrote the screenplay and was <laughs> on the set. And the reason that... He, and he he then transmuted those uh, experiences into, into the film of money because in the book, uh, the, the sort of... Um, well, the stars of uh, the stars of Saturn Three are Kirk Douglas, uh, Farrah Fawcett, <laughs> and Harvey Keitel, right, wow. who become in the book uh, Lorne Guyland, right. who's the fantastic Kirk yeah. Douglas character, who's always nude, you know, yeah. and, he, and he's like, won't won't go, do any scene where he's not naked <laughs> with about three women, and I, I'm really fucking them, John. I'm really fucking her in this scene. <laughs> she's screaming john and and then there's uh so he plays the father um uh, farrah fawcett is the um butch beausoleil character who's like the femme fatale and then <laughs> harvey Keitel is spunk davis <laughs> <laughs> who uh the john self character is trying to convince he has to change his name <laughs> Because he can't be called Spunk. <laughs> and uh, Amos said he actually went to dinner with Harvey Keitel one night in his hotel room. And for no reason at all, Harvey Keitel was stripped to the waist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just insane. It's just, yeah. It's, it, the book is so funny. Love the book. The Harvey, the Harvey Keitel character, Spunk Davis, has just made a movie called Pre- Prehistoric, <laughs> which is a huge hit. But he doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to say anything in it. He just plays a caveman. 
that could have been Vinnie Jones. Yeah, yeah. He did it's just, like that, it's fantastically funny, the whole book. I'm going to uh, read the book again because it was a huge yeah. favourite of mine in like 84. Yeah. It it's it's still it's still the only book that's ever made me cry with laughter. Yeah. I mean, the bits with Lorne Guyland when he's, you know, refuses not to be new. And he's like, he, he strips in front of John Self and he, uh is this the body of a 70-year-old man, John? <laughs> John Self is like, yeah, yeah, very much is. Yeah. So, uh, back but anyway, to... But anyway, back instead to of watching I Wanna Rock... The 80s a, metal dream. Do yourself a favour and read money. Or, because it's it, always the same, if you read the book, nothing you see on screen will ever touch no. you. No. By the and, Guns N' Roses book. And I haven't... I, <laughs> I haven't watched all of the money. I've recorded it. Yeah. I sort of watch it in 10 minute bursts. Yeah. It's so appalling. Yeah. But at the same time, amusing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Buy, buy the book. And if you are interested in uh, the 80s, yeah. um, there are very good Guns N' Roses books book available. Available, yes. Um, yes. 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 What else? Very. Uh, poison. Have you done Poison? Book no, yet? but there's an idea. Yeah. You know, Ooh. there's an idea. It, yeah. What could we call it? Uh, well, following your usual template would be called something like "Talk Dirty to Me." You see, yeah. Now, see, now that's a commercial idea, my thank friend. Thank you, thank you. Any publisher readers out there? Yeah. You know. So uh, now, at the same time, there is another, uh, which I have seen, extraordinary extraordinarily. musical, extraordinary. Yeah. Both historic yeah. and largely new. unseen. New. Well, new in the sense that you haven't been able to see it. <laughs> yeah. And now you can see it. Yeah. So is it new? I think it's new. No, it's not okay. new. Okay. I went to... It wasn't like a private showing. It was one of those things they set up where they you know, they want distributors to come and see, yeah. or people in the business, yeah. media, spread the word. Yeah. Uh, and what it is, is it's a documentary. And you're now fulfilling that obligation. <laughs> Ten years later. Over 20 years Is it later. too late? I don't know. I it's don't. 23 years later. It's a documentary made by Penelope Spheris, yeah. who made the definitive the, uh, 80s. The uh, documentary of, of 1980s heavy metal in LA, The Decline and Fall of Western Civilization, Part 2, colon the metal years you see now that's just not as good a title as i wanna rock <laughs> yeah, yeah. you see um penelope definitely bless her she's, the late she's passed now penelope she? that's the how long it great. took you to fucking talk about her film so this is a documentary film made of about the 1999 american oz festival right, right. do you know who the good sort of material there it's a great movie. I mean, we saw it at uh, uh, the National Film Theatre. Yes, one of those. the NFT, yes. Um, and um, the uh, the DJ announcer, MC... MC Hammer? Uh, no, on the tour was Crusher. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> and at the end yeah. of the movie, they did a, like a Q&A, and Crusher was the first one to stand up and ask a question. His question was, I did the whole tour. How come I'm not in one second of the movie? Good question. And Sharon had to th answer that. I thought you were going to say his question was, where's my money? <laughs> no, that was my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
And what did, what was Sharon's answer? Oh, we, well, you you were, you see, yeah. you were. And this might not even be the finished cut, you know. In other yeah. words, no one fucking cares yeah. about you, mate. You're the, we, we've got we've got Aussie and we've got um, Slipknot, who were a thing at the time, yeah, the very big new. thing. Yeah, yeah. We've got you know who else was on the tour? Oh, they were all on the tour. All of them were. All on of it. them. They were all there. Wasn't it someone like was it Pantera? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Are they anything like Pantera? (laughs) 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 I'm going to look it up. So anyway, uh, it was really, really nice. Do you want me to talk while you're looking it up? Because famously, (laughs) you find that challenging. No, not so much challenging as... Um, Impossible. Time-consuming, time yeah, you see. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. going to tell you who was on the OzFest line oh, yeah, in 99. You wait for this. So, but, because, because I can remember but, it like yesterday. But also, it did spring from... I mean, we should say OzFest, which was named for Aussie and created by Sharon. Did it not spring from the fact that Lollapalooza, which was the super cool yeah. touring fest, because Perry Farrell sort of came up with the idea of this touring festival, didn't he? So, Called Lollapalooza. Yeah, so it was a but festival. It had to be cool. Yeah, and it had to be cool. So it had people like Jane's Addiction, who. Perry, yeah. Oh no, it's probably Paul No for Pyros by then, wasn't it? That was his band after Jane's yeah, Addiction. Jane's Pyro. Yeah, all it says so all of those people, you know, would have had faith no more and people like yes. that. Yeah, red hot chili. Yes, yes, all of, of that. When we say cool, we don't mean like completely cool. No, we mean American. Yeah, cool. American cool. Yeah. So Sharon gets in touch and says, "How about Aussie Sabbath, whatever?" Yeah. And Perry Perry Farrell told her Aussie wasn't cool enough yeah. for Lollapalooza. So typical Sharon, she went, "Oh really? Well, fucking see yeah. about that." And the very next year, I'm nicking your idea, mate. Yeah. yeah, but I'm calling it Ozfest, yeah, and I'm doing it better. Yeah, and yeah. Lollapalooza literally faded into dust, yeah. and Ozfest became the biggest, yeah, uh, money-making, high-profile American tour for several yeah. hits in a row. So in 1999, John, because I'm doing a lot of this from memory, you know, yeah, um, yeah, on the main stage, Sabbath headlining, but also Rob Zombie. Yes, remember him. Deftones, that dates it, 1999. <coughs> Excuse me. Slayer. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, I love this one. Primus featuring Buckethead. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah. System of a Down, Godsmack. Then there was a second stage. I don't so it's that weird sort of era, wasn't it, when those bands were getting, they would have pulled people in at that point. Those well, absolutely, late yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um, there was a second stage. There's no one on the set. Oh, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Fear Factory, I used to like them. Static X, I remember quite liking. But Slipknot yeah. were on the set. They were like, they were the, the coming up and thing. coming, yeah, yeah. They were, on that tour, they were like what Metallica was on the on the uh, Ultimate Sin tour. Yeah. Was so, uh, yeah, those are the famous people. Um, so we go to the thing and we watch it and it's really good. Yeah. It, it is very good. Um, so who are the stars of it? Uh, I would say probably Slipknot. Right. They were the ones that... So is she interviewing the bands or it's just oh, yeah. a concert I mean, it's film? Total access. Right. I mean, that's right. the impression you get. Because yeah. um, Penelope was hot, hot, hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, is Sharon in it? Sharon is in it. Yeah. And this hearing, allegedly is part of why the film's never been seen. Mm. 
Because this is like 2000. Well, yeah, presumably it's post-1999. But uh, uh, just slightly uh, before the Osbournes, which yeah, is key. Yeah. So Sharon's in it, but um, uh, pe- people only know her from the Osbournes or the X Factor or whatever, uh, possibly are not aware. Yes. The, back mm. in the 80s and 90s in particular, Sharon was what these days is called plus size. Right. Plus size. Right. You know what that means, don't so, you? Well, you're going back to this thing you were famously talking about on GB No, I'm News. trying to find a polite way to say, you know, she was very overweight. Right, right. She was huge. Right. I mean, That's you know. not the polite way of saying No, no. No, yeah. now, now you come to mention yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and she always But she did. Been. I mean, you know, is a, a a mark of her reinvention that she... Um, Listen, absolutely. Yeah, essentially took over as the star of the family when Ozzy was no longer really able to. Absolutely. But also super shrewd. Yeah. Always looking at the long term. Yeah. Um, and what I was told, and I do not know if this is true. Okay. So first of all, let me just say, John told me this, and I'm not sure if it's true. Um, it was all ready to go. And then the Osbournes came out. Uh. and like that, everything changed. I mean, I was doing yeah. my Don Arden book, which Sharon, her father, which Sharon asked me to do. And as soon as the Osbournes took off, suddenly that book, I, yeah, what well, book? You see I don't know what you're talking about. Things change, Mick. That's what you have to understand. Things change, my friend. Well, I don't know if this is malicious gossip, but someone told me that as soon as the Osbournes took off, Sharon killed the movie coming out right because she was very big in the movie um and by the time you that's 99 by the time you get to you know the osbournes two years later you know she uh her and ozzy were always having cosmetic surgery and lipo or whatever was going at the time i mean everybody does in hollywood you know Mm. um but that's what I heard. And I heard it really upset Penelope because apparently her and Sharon were like, you know, big yeah. mates. And yeah. So I don't know if there's any truth in that. But I tell you what, it's a shame because it, it, to me it was a great movie. Penelope really did well. Mm. You know, you're with the Slipknot guys as they come off stage and they take the masks oh, off. That, yeah. And I think the singer, whose name I can't remember, is it Slip? Yeah, or Not. One Not. of the two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Slip, Mr. Not. Yeah. Famously, the son of former England wicketkeeper Alan Knott. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. Alan yeah. used to wear that mask yeah. on his head, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? Just to freak the bat the batter out. Which works. Yeah, yeah. Always worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so Alan Knott's coming off stage, taking his mask Yeah, uh, son of Alan Knott. Pen- 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 uh, unknown American. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> and as he's taking it off, he's explaining how he's been sick inside it. Oh, not for the first time. Because, mm. you know, they're, they're doing that energetic... Jumping about. All that stuff, you know, yeah. the good stuff. Yeah. And throws up in the mask. I think it started as a little bit of sick. You know when you get a little bit of sick down your front <laughs> there, John? You know, like you're sitting and you go, oh, and there's a, bit of a trail of sick from your chin down to, your, down to you know... To your willy, you know, get one of those. Yeah, you know, John, you get that all the time. I know you do. Well, I think it started as a little bit of sick, right, and, and then turned into yeah, a lot of sick. 
He was, as happened to Randy Meisner. He just got iller and iller. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I found all this fascinating. Yeah. I'd, I'd never seen Slipknot live. I was like, wow, this is great. Um, there's a really funny scene as well. And just before they go on, uh, in the tuning room, which is obviously just a little space back there, Iomi's in there, like, you know, practicing or whatever. And Ozzy comes in. And so obviously they do this every night. He's like, all right, Tony. Mm. Well, are you ready? He goes, one, two, one, two, three, four. Finish with my woman. You know, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of it, someone, I can't remember who it was, but one of the Germans said, um, Sharon, uh, do they do that every night? Yeah. They do a bit of paranoid. Because yeah. you would have thought they might know that yeah, one by yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> And she goes, oh, it's just, it's just a warm up. It's yeah. because it's so easy for them to do it. It's yeah. a warm up. Yeah, that's why because he's holding the lyrics. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now this. So is it coming out now? This is what you're saying. It's going to be now going to be released. Well, um, uh, the link I uh, got sent was it was like a special showing at the Academy of mm. Film and Wank Pieces, yeah. probably in America. But you can buy tickets. And you know what they say, if you can buy tickets, there's no way this isn't going to do similar events, I would imagine. Because there's, there's all that time has passed now. You know, it's over 20 years later. No one, you know, Osbournes or X Factor or whatever, they don't, it doesn't matter anymore. They know who she is. It yeah. doesn't matter who she was 25 years ago. Yeah. So apparently, yeah. It's, and I promise you, it's a great if you will, rockumentary. I don't think you're going to be seeing it anytime soon. <laughs> well, before we go, yes, I thought, uh, given that, because you haven't seen it, have you? No. Now you 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 weren't living in this country at the time of these seismic events. No, well, probably not. No. No, I think so. I can't remember because you, you definitely. Well, mind you. Um, what other? What, I mean, what immediately yeah. springs for for you, John, in the in the realms of definitive? What other, if you will, rockumentary rock spring to mind? Well, I mean, I suppose if you're looking at that era, actually, one I will say people should check out on YouTube, which is very funny, and it's just before that time, is a movie called Heavy Metal Parking Lot, which is precisely. What it is, sounds yeah, like a classic. It's great. It is great. It's just, it's a Judas Priest gig. You know when priests oh, were sort of massive. Bell, in, yeah. Priests were massive in the middle of the eighties, just yeah. before in the America sort of eighty-seven thing. Priest had put out I think point of entry and a couple of British uh, Steel. Just post that, you know. They Turbo British, was big. yeah Turbo yeah. So they done. They were in that phase yeah. where they were big in America. Yeah. And uh, the tradition in America, if you've not been and haven't been to these gigs there is and it's the same true of sporting events as well in america there's a sort of big culture of going to the parking locks of huge stadiums with massive out of town parking and taking a few beers and having a party and yeah having a party before you go to the show you know. they, tail, not tail, tailgate parties, yeah, yeah yeah so someone took a camera down and just films it's not very long, it's not like about 40 minutes long but it's just talking to these kids about why they're at this Judas Priest gig. And it's just genuinely interesting and funny and fascinating. Just what they're dressed in, what they've come to do, what their lives are like. It's a brilliant little film. I think it's on YouTube. So Heavy Metal Parking Lot. 
I would recommend. And then obviously Decline and Fall of Western Civilization Part 2, The Metal Years, is a masterpiece because um, it's very funny and sad and mm. all of those things. And then, you know, the Anvil documentary is brilliant, which is the oh, one yeah. that kind of revived the, if you will, rockumentary <laughs> idea. What about Metallica's some kind yes, of, if you we, will, monster? Yes, we speak to that, speak about that often. But you put that on the list. I, I think it's great, yeah, because it's got the psychiatrist in it above all else. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mick, for you, <laughs> what would you say? Oh, so many, John, yeah, you know, so many. Yeah. And I have to sort of separate them in my mind from the ones I've, you know, Made, or yes, been in. yes. Was I in it? That's the uh, first uh, question. Uh, well, yeah, that, that touches on a sore point on yeah. one particular documentary that was called Heavy Metal, right? That right. was made for the BBC Arena. Oh, Strand in the late eighties, Strand of Arena. Absolutely, and I was brought in as a consultant. Well, yes, you would be. slash Oracle, yeah, slash yeah. great guy, yeah, just great guy, fixer. Fixer, yeah. yeah. And I got Joe Elliott to fly in from Dublin, do a three-hour interview. Yeah. I got Jimmy Page, let us go to his house, and we did like a five-hour piece where he told us how he wrote Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Or uh, took Ozzy up to Birmingham, where the street where he used to live, the house yeah. where he used to live, the school he used to go to. That was okay. Put a lot of time and effort into this. Other things as well. Maiden. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Come the documentary. And I was like, am I going to be in this? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Ab- 100. Yes, Crusher. You're definitely <laughs> going to be in it. <laughs> so I wasn't in it. Oh, we ran out of time, Mick. Yeah. There wasn't one second of Joe Elliott in it. Ooh. Jimmy Page, I think, was about, honest to God, John, 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. Well, do I mean, is Jimmy Page that important to the history of heavy metal? I mean... It's Jimmy fucking Page. He hadn't been interviewed for yeah. years. It's only well, eight years after Zeppelin broke up. Yeah. Oh, shut <laughs> up. How dare you? You're just getting a rise because yeah. you know I'm passionate. Yes, I can I'm tell, very yeah. passionate. <laughs> um, no, I'm passionate because I go to all this fucking trouble and these yeah. cunts don't use any... Joe Elliott flew in because we were yeah. meats. Three hours, not put a fucking shot in. Yeah. Do you know who was in there for at least 15 minutes, maybe more, 20? Napalm Death. Um. And I'm here to tell you that had nothing whatsoever to do with the fact that the female director was quite a fan. Um. Shall we put it that way? So I became very disillusioned. But you became, uh, astonishingly enough, readers, he became slightly bitter <laughs> about, no, about you see, what had happened. But you see, John, hang on. <laughs> We're going back 35 yeah, years. I mean, so I'm not go. one to... Uh, Hold you know. on to a grudge. No, no, no. I, 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 was it me and Taylor say to each other, shake it off, yeah. shake it off. Yeah. I said to her, Taylor, you should turn that into a song. Yeah. She went, shake it off. I said, look, get off my lap. Go and fucking with your fat bottom and go and, you know, yeah. write a hit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I've, I've never forgiven them for that. No. But cut to 2014 and very, it's a vintage year for, if you will, rockumentaries. Yeah. And I've come up with an idea called Long Player. And it's about the history of albums. Right. By the time it went out, the, it was on BBC Four. They changed it 
the title to When Albums Ruled the World. Oh, I remember that show. Yeah, you were on that. Was that the one where you said, everyone loves Ace of Spades? <laughs> no. It no, was, that was, I'm sure it no, was. No, that was Channel 5. Oh, was it? This is 2014. Right. Did you not BBC say it then? No. Did you not think it then? No, wait. I wrote the show, interviewed <laughs> right. most of the people, was the co-producer. Um, and it was a remarkable... A huge success. Huge. Uh, I tell you what it yeah. was. It became the most viewed original music programming on BBC4 oh, ever. It's just like being on the in the Amazon charts. You know, best <sighs> book about fucking insects <sighs> born in February. No, you see, yeah. that's... My friend, well, I'm, you are wrong, I'm afraid. You're mistaken. Um, oh, am I? Yes. Oh. They, they re-showed it. They re-showed it. I think it was like seven times that first weekend. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah, viewing figures. Every time they yeah. showed it, millions. Filler, as Million, they call No, it. no, no, no. Millions yeah. stopped what they yeah, were doing. and watched the Mick Wall presentation of when albums ruled the world absolutely yeah. yeah see that was a good one if if you have it you can still see it on youtube yeah so the reason you were so keen <laughs> to do a whole podcast about two obscure documentaries no, was so you could obscure. you could do that bit at the end where you said the one to watch is the one that i wrote and produced oh i see what you mean yeah, do you see what i mean about, no i hadn't thought yeah. that through no, you see you hadn't, i no. hadn't given that due consideration no. yeah. <laughs> Now listen, before we go, we must yes. remind everybody, although although as of this second I can't tell you any dates, I can tell you one Yeah, but that's because you were, we were supposed to be going up to see the bloke. I haven't, uh, I haven't been able to arrange that. No, yet. well, yeah. But that's coming. That's coming. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I'm hoping the next time you hear from us, we'll... Well, before then, because we'll put it on social media. Oh, all of the all GB of the outlets. News, <laughs> Twitter X. Express. Yeah, Eamon Holmes will probably announce it actually on his show. Probably, if you, why don't we give Eamon the exclusive on the dates? It's a good idea. In the way that Rod Smallwood used to give us the exclusive on the Iron Maiden. Dates. I'll tell you a funny one because over the years I've done quite a lot of these bits with Eamon yeah. when he was on the radio and all the yeah. rest of it. And so I said, when they phoned me, I said, I said, well, it's Eamon, Eamon will be on, right? And they yeah. went, oh, yeah. I said, oh, great. I love Eamon. He's cool, you know. And they went, oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll say, you know. I said, yeah. You said, well, we're old friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, no, yeah. oh, no, we'll, we'll send him your best, yeah. So yeah this click, morning click live, yeah. live, he goes, um, yeah, fat bottom girls. Or and he goes, um, and now we've got our, our music expert uh, to tell us what it's all about, Mick Hall. <laughs> I'm like, Eamon, Eamon, you know we're mates. Don't you remember me? So he was just joshing. Yeah. Just joshing. Yeah. You know, between one television one, veteran yeah, and one, another. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know. Does he not know you used to have a show on Sky? Does he what? Not know about you used to have a show on Sky. <laughs> Does he not know that? I think I think everybody surely yeah. must by now. By now. By now. Where? Well, if they don't, they'll soon find out when they watch... I want to rock. Uh, yeah. I you see, I only do the quality, quality. See, quality yeah, stuff. Yeah, high is quality. What you, you even do it when you don't know you're doing it. Some are born yeah. with the gift. Anyway, I want to rock. Yeah. Expect the lawyer's letter. <laughs> and on that bombshell. Yeah, for that bombshell for them. Yeah. Goodbye, but not good night. Yeah. 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 You will be here. You will see me again. Yeah. You will know my name 
Mick Hall. Yeah, goodbye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs>